charts. Um, horrible week. Um, like even yesterday, oh, just unbelievable things happening to some of the cool people that are part of our community, God. I pray for your special closeness to them. Um, I pray they would know that, and I know we say this all the time and it sounds kind of cheesy, but I pray they would know you've got them. I pray they would just have this overwhelming feeling that in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the death for some of them, in the midst of the, the toughness, they would just know, even if it's a glimmer, hey, that you've got them. That you're a God who is close, who is not distant. You're a God who cares. Um, that although you are the almighty creator of the universe who called all things into being out of nothing, you are within them, dwelling within them. And you will get them through this, God. So be real close to them. Um, pray for folks that need healing at the moment, eh? Um, emotional healing as well as physical. I just pray for that, that closeness from you that they would know they're not doing this alone or they're not doing it just as an isolated whānau, but there is a God that is close to them and wants to journey with them in this, and you will bring them through it, God. Give them that light at the end of the tunnel, even if it's a speck. Again, just help them to see, oh, my goodness, I'm glad God is here in the midst of the hardness. Be close. Yeah. Yeah, I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Enoho, have a seat, eh? Have a seat, cheers, team. Hey, we're a super friendly church, so why don't you just turn to someone beside you because we're back in level one. Whoop, whoop. And just a little morena, ketsupeha, queer, or kia ora, or buenos dias, como estas, say good day. Alrighty, alrighty. Whakaronga mai, listen back over here. I'm good, eh? Good to see you. Everyone's good? Good? Okay, I'll give you a five out of ten for that response, but that's pretty cool. Hey, I'm talking about um, baptism, eh? So um, I had a whole sermon ready to go, and then last night I was hanging out with Jesus, and I just really felt like he was like, really? What are you doing? It's baptism. Talk about baptism. And I was like, okay. So delete the other sermon and write a whole new sermon, which is all good. So if you want to judge me, you can come up afterwards and give me a scale of 1 to 10 on the freshly written sermon. No, I'm joking. Don't do that. I'll cry. Hey, so I just thought I'd talk a bit about baptism because I know um, baptism's kind of a unique Christian thing. You don't see this a lot. Um, so I just want to talk a bit about what it is and, and what does it mean, eh? What, what's going on when we take someone and they go under the water and come back up? What, what's going on with that? I know heaps of us know about it, but I thought there's always people that are like, what are we doing here? This is just weird. So I have a lot of weird baptism stories, and I can't remember if I told you this one. Oh, what have I done? I can't move. I can't talk. I can't... I'll just use this one, bro. Shut up, bro. So just so you know now, I now have two microphones, so that makes it next-level sermon, so you might want to hold on, okay? My record is three. I was speaking at a camp once, and this one died, and they put a lapel one on me, and then that died, and they gave me a third one, and I was like, three microphones! That's awesome. Anyway, moving on. Um, so baptism story. I don't know if I've told you this. So um, I used to uh, be at a church in Cambridge, and we were having baptisms uh, one day. And I had an intern then at the church, and so um, she was working with youth and doing a whole bunch of stuff, and she was awesome, but she was also slightly crazy. And so I don't know why I tasked her with this. I said, hey, we're going to have the baptisms out near Finlay Park. Who knows where Finlay Park camp is, you know? So down Karapiro way. Um, but we weren't having it at Finlay. We are having it near Finlay, long story. And so I said, can you race out there and just check? This is where we're thinking of having it. Make sure it's all good for baptisms, you know, like there's water and stuff. And she was like, and I mean, like, sorry, being serious, like land for people to stand and like good water to do the dunking and all that. And so she was like, yeah, yeah. So she raced out, came back like an hour or so later. She's like, awesome. It's going to be fantastic. And I was like, woohoo, this is going to be great. So we head out there with, I don't know, a couple of hundred people um, that Sunday, Arvo, for the baptisms. And it all looked great. Everything's good. Everyone comes down and we're on the thing. And I said, you know, like spiritual stuff about Jesus and all that, like you do as a pastor. And then we were going to have the baptisms. And the first person to 
um, do the baptism was a guy called Wayne, who was just awesome, and he was baptizing a good friend of his. And so he um, and his friend went into the water, and he'd worn a full suit, just, I don't know why, he never wore a suit, but he was wearing a full suit tie the whole nine yards. And he was going to baptize this friend of theirs. And what happened is they went into the water, and you'll see this happen in a minute, when you baptize someone, you normally ask them about their faith, like, are you a Christian? Do you believe in Jesus? Something like that. And he said something like that. The person said, yep. And then he said, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, which again you'll hear. And then as he went, put them under the water, he disappeared. And him and the other person just gone. And there's like 200 of us on the shore just went, well, it was the weirdest thing. Was it like God had taken them to heaven? <laughs> it was literally like, bloop. And then there was bubbles. And we were like, oh my gosh. And I'm like the pastor. And I was like, ah, <laughs> this is not good. And I'm like, what has happened? So... I'll finish the story in a second. So if you know, Karapira has a dam, all right? And so back in the day, it was a river way down deep. And when they um, built the dam and flooded it, um, obviously the lake came up. And so if you walk out in most parts of the Karapira Lake, as soon as you walk out two or three meters from the shore, it's just like, you just disappear. And so when you baptize someone, you always, so I should stand up here, right? When you baptize someone, you'll see everyone do it. You just naturally step back to go under. And so as Wayne <laughs> stepped back to baptize, he disappeared, but he was holding the, what do you call it, the person being baptized. So he pulled them and they just disappeared. <laughs> so we're all on the shore going, ah, and then they pop up like about 20 meters down, like, oh, 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 dying. And I was like, and I looked at my intern who was just like, <gasps> like terrified. And I was like, nah, it's all good. So then I said, okay, everyone, because we had quite a few baptisms. I said, just so you know, there's a cliff please just step way in. At least half the people, including myself, for some reason stood right on the edge. And I was like, I'm not going to fall in. That's stupid. Baptize the person. We just disappeared under the stupid, eh? Baptisms. Um, what does it mean? What does baptism mean? Um, I just got a few little points, eh? First thing is baptism in the New Testament is immediately after salvation. So whenever you read of um, people getting baptized in the Bible, there's not really any period um, between when they become a Christian, when they understand who Jesus is, who God is. There's never like weeks, months, years between that understanding and when they get baptized. It's always straight away because of the symbolism in it. And I'll explain the symbolism in a minute. So there's a couple of stories that heaps of you would know. So there's a story of an Ethiopian official who's cruising along in a chariot and he's reading from the Old Testament and Isaiah. He doesn't really understand it. And um, one of the followers of Jesus comes up to him and explains it, and then the guy straight away, as he goes, oh, he's, he understands it, and then straight away he says, oh, here's water, I should get baptized. It's straight away, right? It's, it's instant, getting baptized. One of the biggest things I hear people talk to me about um, when you think about baptism is this kind of thing here. Um, I need to be perfect to be baptized, but my response is always, your life just never gets sorted, right? <laughs> so one of the things heaps of people will say is, man, I'm, I'm a follower of Jesus, totally. I'm, I'm hooked into to God, for sure but I need to sort my life out before I get baptized. And my response is often, what will that look like? <laughs> what is the marker? What's going to be the indicator to you that your life is now sorted, that you're good enough to get baptized? Because it won't ever be there. Because <laughs> last time I checked, we're just messed up people living on a messed up planet. And so we never get sorted. We never get good enough. And I'm doing quotes if you're listening on the podcast. Um, we never get good enough to be baptized, right? It's always... Am I a follower of Jesus? Yeah. Now I want us to symbolize what happened when I became a follower by being, a ba being baptized. We're never going to be good enough. Like Joel over here. Joel's one of the leaders in the church. And last time I checked, Joel still sins, bro. Like only once every 20 years, and it's like tiny. But Joel, do you know what I mean? Um, I won't pick on anyone else, just Joel. Joel's never going to be perfect in, in this life, right? Um, so this idea, I've got to wait for something. It's like, what's the something? What would be this, this indicator to you that I'm now ready or I'm good enough to be baptized? Because we don't see it in the Bible, and it's just not real, you know? It's just not real. So I love that, eh? You're never going to get your life sorted. Um, it's always going to just be a crazy life, and the Bible makes it clear that we just get baptized as a symbol, which, again, I'm going to explain, right? And look at this cool verse. I'll check it on the screen um, from Second Corinthians. I love this, verse, um, chapter 5, verses 17 to 18. Uh, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ, I love that phrase, right? Belongs to Christ, has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. I, I just love 
so much in this verse. I'll try and keep it in these verses. I'll try and keep it real short. I love the ending, right? All this is a gift from God. Um, when God calls us into a relationship with himself, um, and, and then he is enabled to guide us and direct us and empower us and strengthen us, when God calls us into that relationship, it's always a gift to us, right? He never looks at us and goes, oh, you're going to be an amazing follower of me, zap. He doesn't do that. He invites all of us into this relationship with him. We have to respond. That's why it's a gift, right? You've got to receive a gift. It's not forced on us, but it's a gift from God. God's saying, man, I just want to connect with you. I want to be a part of your life so I can guide you and direct you and empower you and strengthen you beyond yourself. But it's a gift that we have to receive. And I love it how it says that, right? All of this is a gift from God. This whole new life is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And then that first bit's really cool because it symbolizes exactly what happens in, in baptism. So let me read that again. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. And this is kind of the core of what happens when someone becomes a Christian. They still mess up, like I talked about Joel. Joel does this one sin every 20 years or something, which if you're not sure, that's a joke. I'm sure if I ask Kelly, Joel's <laughs> wife, she'd be like, wow, bro, I got lists. Nah, she wouldn't. Um, man, I hope she doesn't have a look. That's terrifying. Um, when someone starts this new life, it, they're not perfect, right? They still sin. They still mess up. They still have doubts. They still worry. They still get sick. But now they are connected to the creator of the universe, and so everything about them is different, right? Um, now they have guidance from the creator of the universe when they're in crazy, confused situations. Um, now when they want to serve God, they are empowered by God to serve him. It's not just them using their natural gifts, their natural abilities. It's them literally being empowered by God. They're strengthened by God to get through this crazy planet. And that's what it means by new life, right? This old life has gone the old way of me being the boss, me making the call, me stuffing up my life again and again and again. That's my old life. My new life is me going, oh, man, <laughs> Jesus, when I try and do this by myself, it tends to... I'll use a nice word, custard, but I like to use a nasty word that starts with P. It turns to rubbish. Um, I need you to be like the guide of my life, the boss of my life, the, we'd say the Lord of my life, the God of my life, right? Because I know when I follow you, when I listen to you, it just works so much better. I still stuff up and I still be an idiot and it turns to custard and then you reach down and go, Craig, you clown, come on back up. And I stuff up and you, you know, it's just a journey. Um, where God journeys with us. I just love that, eh? I love that. So this is what it is. Baptism is an external symbol of what happened internally when a person believes in Jesus, right? Um, there's nothing magical um, in the water. It's just regular old um, kirikirirawa water from the Waikato River. Um, when the person's baptized, they don't come out glowing. They're not baptized and they walk on the water as they get out or anything, mate. Um, you touch them, you're not going to be zapped or something crazy. Um, it's an external symbol of something that's happened internally, that the magic, if you want, the awesomeness, if you want to call it, that happened when they became a follower of Jesus. That's when the change happened in their life. That's when they moved from darkness into light, when they moved from trying to do this crazy planet by themselves to doing this crazy planet connected to the creator of the universe who has all power <laughs> and who says, yeah, I'll help you as you go through this <laughs> mad, mad life. Um, I love that. Eh? It's just symbolic. So let me explain that real clearly. And you saw it in that last verse. But when the person goes under, it's symbolizing death, right? That's all it is. It's symbolizing we're burying them in a way. And they're, they're saying to us who are watching, when I go under, I want you to know it's like me dying to my old life. I'm not the boss of my life anymore. Um, and when they come out, it's like them coming to this newness of life. Again, this happened at, when they became a Christian. It's not like it happens now. This is symbolic. But they're saying, man, when I come up, it's like... <sighs> symbolizing that new life, that new connection I have with God, the power of God within me, the guidance of God within me, the strength of God within me. That's what I'm symbolizing when I come up, which to me is awesome. I love the clear symbolism in that. I love how God didn't make it this super confusing thing that we're all like, to be honest, I have no idea what the dunking is about, you know. <laughs> you know, It's not that at all. It's like, duh, I can figure that out. Under, death to the old life. Shh. Love it, eh? God's smart, right? He makes it nice and clear. For us, um, here's another verse, and then I'm just about done. Ephesians um, chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. Um, this guy Paul wrote this, and he says this instead, instead of this old way of life, trying to do it yourself, he says, Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. 
put on your new nature, created to be like God. Um, man, I just love this verse. I love, again, that let. Let the Spirit renew you. Again, when you become a Christian, it's not like God zaps you and you turn into this robot where you're just like, help me, I must go to church. Ah, I must. It doesn't do that. It's a relationship, a connection. But God holds, kind of holds it out to us and says, hey, do you want this fullness of life? Because <laughs> if you do, it's on offer for you. But you've got to let. <laughs> let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. And I was thinking, man, it's so huge at the moment. There's so many people on our planet that are so messed up in their attitudes and the way things are happening to them. And they're just and I'm just like, wow, you need Jesus because he's the only one that can change that attitude, right? I love that, your thoughts, your attitudes. And then put on this new nature, this new life. You're created to be like God, created to be so much more than who you are, who you think you are. I just love that. I love the clarity in that, right? I love that clarity. Um, let me just, I, I need to say, and I don't mean this to be rude, so if you hear this as me being rude, please don't hear this as me being rude. Um, if, if you are a Christian, and as I've been talking like this, you're like, well, hang on, bro. I don't hear this guidance thing you're talking about. I don't feel like God's empowering or strengthening me. What, what, what's this guy on about? Then I, I just beg you, can I catch up with you for a coffee or connect with one of the staff team or some of the leaders in the church and just say, hey, 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 what was that guy with the glorious beard? How glorious is the beard going? Just side note. Scale of one to ten. Ten, I'm saying. Wow, thanks for the support, team. <laughs> So I was just feeling real heavy in here, and I thought, quick, lighten it with a beer joke. So I don't know. Um, if you're a follower of Jesus and you're like, man, that's just not me. I, I, I honestly think I believe in God and believe in Jesus, but I don't hear him guiding me. I don't feel his empowerment. Then I just have to say, wow, maybe you're not there yet. I think Christianity is a journey. Salvation is a journey. We've kind of made it as a church like this snap thing, one minute you're not, one minute you are, and it's just not like that. It's a journey of understanding and exploring and growing. So if that's you, please, I'd love to talk to you. I'll shout you as many coffees as you want at Agora. There's cool people in this church sitting probably beside you who are right now praying, going, oh my gosh, God, could I have an opportunity to talk to them? So if that's you, eh? the other side is people that are far from Jesus, and you're here because you're awesome, and you love one of these awesome people that are going to get baptized um, but you don't know Jesus, and I just want to go, man, this mental messed up planet is a heck of a lot easier when you're connected to God. <laughs> it just is. I often talk about cheating. I feel like I cheat as a human because I've got God guiding me and directing me, empowering me, strengthening me. When things are hitting the fan, God's there, you know, cleaning off the fan or removing the fan or whatever illustration you want to say because he loves me, he cares about me, right? And that's like cheating. Um, but if you're not in that relationship, it's kind of like you on your own. Again, I don't mean that to be rude, but I don't know. I'm a pastor. I mean, talk about crazy stuff like that. Hey, last thing. Um, Baptism is both a personal stake in the ground and a public declaration. Let me explain that real quick, just again to understand the fullness of what's going to happen. Um, in a minute, we're going to do these baptisms, and each of the people are going to come forward. Some of them are going to share a bit of their story. Some of them are going to answer some questions I've got. Um, but I can guarantee you, because I know them all pretty well, my, that if we were still in, if we were in level four, and we can't even breathe outside our houses, right? They would still want to be baptized at home because it's not about you, really. <laughs> it's about them in a relationship with Jesus, and they want to obey him, and they want to grow closer to him. So for them, it's a stake in the ground. And there's a couple I'm thinking of right now because I've had cool chats with them about this where they're like, man, I've been in and out of this whole Jesus thing, and I'm going hard for Jesus, then I'm not, and I'm fluffing around, but... Man, I just want to put a stake in the ground and go, this is it, man. I want to go hard for Jesus. He's still going to sin and mess up and all that rubbish, right? But they're saying, no, I'm being serious. That personal stake. And then the second thing is that public declaration. I love that, eh? At the same time, they want you to know what this is all about for them. <laughs> they want a chance to share a bit of their story or answer some questions and just explain to you, this is why I'm one of those weird, crazy Christian people. This is what Jesus means to me. This is what God means to me. So it's a stake for them, personal but it's also that public declaration, which to me is real important. So I've read, a couple of them sent me what they were going to say last night, so I could give it a read, and like pretty powerful stuff, real powerful. So when they're speaking, I'd encourage you hard out, use all your focus abilities, you know, don't do the zone out, lunch, barbecues, cheap sausages, you know, focus, focus. Hey, let me pray for us, and then we're going to um, do some baptisms. Um, who's at the back? Joel, would you mind grabbing the... They're down. Thanks, bro. We just want all the kids from Children's Church to come down. 
be a part of this. So they're coming down, which will be hilarious while I'm praying. Awesome. Let me pray, eh? Yeah. Kia ora iho. Yeah, we are always in awe of your desire for a relationship with us. Um, we know ourselves. <laughs> we know we're pretty good at evil and sin and all that crazy stuff. And yet to think that you really do want to dwell with us and journey with us just blows us away, God. Um, just pray a real blessing now over these cool people getting baptized. Thank you for their courage. Eh? We know it's totally terrifying. Um, yeah, can you just help this next part to be really cool for them? as they share with us who they are and who you are to them. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I pray a blessing on the guy I baptized yesterday with his life group down in Lake Taupo as well, part of our church. It's so exciting. God, just bless him today. Um, pray he's just having an awesome day, having taken that step of faith. It's cool. Yeah, I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Alrighty. Hey, so we're going to do some of these baptisms. So, hey, kids, come on in. Come on in. Go and find your whanau. Or, kids, you can sit up here if you want to get Splashed by Micah, probably, when he goes under. Whoa. Man, you guys are like the quietest children's church arrival in the history of children's church. Hey, kia ora, Vinster. Are you good, bro? Good shit, man. Good shit, Vinny. All right. Hey, so, um, like I said before, the plan's pretty simple. Um, come on down, dudes. Come on down. You all good? Shut up, Vinny. Any other kids want to come forward so you can see you're okay? All good. Shot team. Man, John, John, what have you done to these people? They're like the most obedient, lovely children. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> real different going down the stairs. All right. Hey, so um, Jake's going to be baptized first. So Jake's going to come on up. I'm going to ask him a couple of questions. And then his dad's going to baptize him. Come on up, Super Jake. You good, bro? All good? Yeah. Shot, bro. Come around the middle so we can all see your awesomeness. Jake, the man, not sure about this beautiful haircut. It's kind of mullety. Like your uncle. Your uncle's mullet is terrifying, bro. Man, that's... Tim has a mullet. you got a mullet. There's mullets everywhere, man. Mitch, where's Mitch? You need a mullet, bro. Where's he gone? He's run away. Bro, you need to shave real quick. We'll get a mullet shaving in here. Okay, let me ask Jake a couple of quick questions, and then um, Joel's going to baptize him. So here's question number one, and I'll give you the mic, bro. Um, first question is pretty simple. Way. Why do you want to be baptized, bro? Because I want to show people that I have committed God into my life. Shot, bro. And this is not a question, so don't freak out because this wasn't prepared. So just so you know, if you're sitting there with, like, going, hang on a minute, does he even know what's going on? He's been asking his parents for over six months, because we did a whole bunch of baptisms last year, a whole bunch of girls, which is kind of wild, and a couple of guys. Um, all It's all guys today. And Jake's been haranguing his parents ever since then. Can I please get baptized? Can I please get baptized? And they said, no, no, let's wait till next year. And then like the first Sunday this year, he's like, okay, mum and dad, can I get baptized? And so it's that whole, man, when someone's that keen, we're not going to be like, no, nick off. Okay, question number two. Are you ready? Okay, question number two. What does it mean to follow Jesus? What does that mean, bro? When you follow Jesus, it means you pick up your cross and you walk with Jesus. It means you are God's disciple. God rules your heart. Shot, bro. Good words. How good were those words? Who is this guy? Man, all right. Number three. Uh, what do you say to people who say you're just following Jesus because your parents do? I would say in a good tone, I, I don't just believe in him because my mum and dad do. I believe in, I prayed over and over again that Jordan came out good and it happened. Oh, so Jordan's his little brother and he's just saying he prayed and prayed that Jordan would like arrive really well and he did. So great answer, bro. Okay, last question. What is the coolest thing about being in a relationship with Jesus? I feel a lot more braver to talk to him. Yeah, shot, bro. Who are you? Are you sure you're only eight? Yes. Okay, cool. All right. Hey, so jump in. Where's Joel? Joel's going to baptize you. He's going to ask you a couple of questions.
Cool. All right, Jake. So um, it's pretty cool being able to baptize you to death. Um, <laughs> Mum and I um, got a verse for you, um, and it's from Jeremiah 17, verse 7. It says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who, whose confidence is in him. It will be like a tree planted by the water that sent out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when he comes. Its leaves are... Always green. There's no worries. And here's a drought that never fails because of its bears fruit. And that just, for me, sums up what you're doing, son, by doing this. It's it's really powerful. But it's your your the the, the river is representative of God, right? And um, it means that you've decided to plant yourself nice and firmly on that that river's edge and get his blessing every year so um yeah that's really cool so um i'm just gonna ask you jake do you um believe in jesus as your lord and savior yeah cool all right can you jump down in there Ah, too cool, too cool. A bit of splash damage on these young lads up here, but it's awesome. Hey, um, as a church, we just have a tradition. If anyone would like to come and pray, um, share a verse or something, then that would be really cool, eh? That's awesome. Yeah. Do you want to say something, Kelly, Mama? You've got a monster to look after. Shot, Ross. Proverbs chapter 3, it says, My son, don't forget my teaching, but keep my commands. Your, your heart. Okay, that's what you've done. So just thank you. Father, we just thank you for Jake. We'll just be with him, put arms around him. Keep him, Father. Amen. Awesome shot, bro. That's granddad, by the way. Awesome. Anyone else want to pray? All good? Mama? Um... Jake, you are such an inspiration. At eight, you are amazing. Um, you are talking to your friends at school. You are bringing them um, to have conversations at home about Christianity and seeing what our life is like and having a huge impact on those children's lives. And um, I'm just so proud of you. Um, I've forgotten. I did write this down this morning, but... Um, Joel, did you still have it? Do not let others treat you as if you are unimportant because you are young. Instead, be an example to the believers through your pastor <laughs> faith. <laughs> Back to you. Oh, what's the last bit? Oh, be example in your speech and your conduct and love and faith and impurity. Oh, so good, Kelly. All right. Awesome. Shot. And let's do another clapping thing. Woo! Super good shot, bro. Too cool, eh? Too cool. Hey, next person was Tim. Is he still here? Nah, jokes. Shot, bro. Yeah, he's arrived. Yeah. But he's playing the baby card. They just had a baby a couple of weeks ago, so now in Tommy's late. Baby card. You good? Yeah. Beautiful moustache, bro. Sweet. Do you want to use this or are you good? Yeah, can I? Yeah, man. <laughs> Fair enough. Sweet. Yeah, g'day. I'm, uh, I'm Tim Creswell. Uh, I'm here today to take the next step in my Christian walk. But first, I'd like to share a bit about my story. I grew up in a Christian home with my two parents and an older sister. It was great. 
Mum and Dad did a great job, and I feel blessed to have grown up in such a loving environment with great role models. Growing up as a young Christian is not the easiest of tasks. Going to school and trying to explain what you believe in and stand for to kids that have no understanding can be quite interesting and more so an easy opportunity for other kids to have a laugh. You slowly learn that you are different but are more than happy to stand by your beliefs thanks to great role models at church and in family. It is much the same right through to high school years where your personal understanding can at times be shaken leaving questions. So later years of my high school days started to leave me longing to be normal but also worried I was missing out on life's adventures that I know could lead to temptations such as parties and alcohol. I was very much still a believer and went to church as frequent as I could, but looking back, I was simply going through the motions. I know how to act, knew what to say at the right times, but I was more so rebounding off my parents' beliefs. It wasn't until I had an event in my life that shook me and left my emotions all over the show that the path to my own Christian beliefs started to be paved brick by brick. I didn't like how I'd built myself up to act and be perceived by my mates and others, And when you're in that kind of environment, your perceived personality actually bounces back and is reconfirmed by company you keep. So God said, nah, you're better than this. (laughs) And literally stripped me in an instant of that perceived personality. So I ended up in Australia, in Perth, 300 kilometres inland to pretty much the last town on the road. Then took me even further inland to a farm and then said, you know what? No cell phone service either. It was there that I was confronted with not only God, but harassed by the devil. With my emotions high and easy pickings, being stuck in a tractor by myself for at least 16 hours a day was a battle. Instead of asking God for help, my proud nature was too stubborn and wanted to get the devil in a boxing ring and show him what I thought of him. (laughs) Unfortunately, I didn't have a personal relationship with God that I could draw on for strength. The turning point for me was after heading to the footy club with the boss after the local team won, as you could probably tell, my better judgment that night was still at the farm. And I thought, hey, why not call the local pastor and ask what time the service started the following day? (laughs) The pastor's response was one of confusion with a nicely spoken 10am, followed by a, is that all this evening, early start tomorrow? So sheepishly and rather embarrassingly, I met the pastor at the door the following morning, a quiet, sorry about that, with a responsive smile and warmly welcoming inside. It was at this church one particular morning I was battling again, and a song came on. Now, I didn't cry in front of people then, but this song grabbed at me, and I didn't want to run, I wanted to run because the tears were almost unbearable. For the first time, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit and God saying, I've got you. The weeks following were no easier, but at least this time I had God in the boxing ring with me. It's amazing the one particular person that God will drop into your life. I met a mate for church, from church, for dinner at the pub one night, and I wanted to talk about my struggles. I couldn't. Both our car doors were open, saying our goodbyes. Then a simple comment that passed opened the floodgates, and then for the next one and a half hours, we talked. Unbelievably, he had been through the exact same events in his life, and his advice was so sound, I thought he was mind reading. (laughs) I later then moved to Perth, working, and I did the old Google for a church and found another great one. Once again, God placed yet another great man, Dan, in my life, and the saying, I've got you, resonated in my head again. This time, I was pointed onto my slowly forming cobbled path and was kept accountable by Dan. I was still battling, but as I slowly grew my relationship, the battles got shorter and easier. Dan helped me to separate worldly from godly and helped me to start to to understand how to move forward on my own. As I look back, in hindsight, I can appreciate God's work. Explained in short, he took me away from what I wanted to be, from what I wanted to be and who I thought I was, 
and slowly introduced me to who I was supposed to be, drip-feeding me a piece at a time as I grew in myself and faith. I came back to NZ, and God's hand was at work again. I found a new church, amazing friends, and rekindled a few long overdue friendships. I was moving towards God at a great rate and wanted nothing but to work on myself. It was then that I met a girl. (laughs) I was quickly smitten and thought, mate, I'll never forgive myself if I lose her. (laughs) We were engaged just under a year and married on the 23rd of February 2019 and better yet had our daughter on the 13th of February this year. And after all this time, I finally nailed down a date to get baptised with a lot of help from Craig being persistent. Persistent is probably not quite the word, (laughs) but edit. So I say a huge thanks to him. And God had one more great man to help this stubborn man to the water. Finally, I'd like to say, Australia didn't make me a Christian, nor did the trials and hours of fighting emotions. God did. I didn't have to take the long road to get where I am. God was always there. Seeing how great life is with God, not only in others, but having my own belief and interactions had made me wish I'd open myself up sooner without the roller coaster trip. Life now is great and feel extremely humbled by God's love and can't wait to see life after baptism. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, man. Far out. Oh. Too good. Thanks for the honesty, bro. You're the man. Even with that hair, you're the man. Hey, jump on in, Rex. The man, his dad, is going to come and baptize him. Awesome. It's totally warm. We're a church that cares, bro. Super warm, eh? Um, <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah. It's a real privilege to baptize you today, and for you to proclaim that you want to be a follower of Jesus. Mum and I are really proud of you. We just can't wish anything more for you. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, your Lord? Yes, I do. Too cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got Nana on FaceTime. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, Nana was on FaceTime. Yeah. Did you want to pray or anything? Yeah, right. Oh, Timothy, you are from a little wee boy. You have just been a joy. You would get up in the morning and you'd be like, "What are we going to do today, Mum?" You were just like this full-on amazing kid. And for you to see you grow in your faith like you have, you are going to be this amazing, full-on young man for God. And it's really exciting. And um, Dad and I are really, really proud of you today. Can I just pray? Lord, I just thank you for Tim's journey. Thank you that you had him. Thank you despite all the challenges and the obstacles, Lord. He kept his eyes fixed on you and came back to wanting to know you as his personal saviour in a really big way. Just bless him, Lord, as he takes a step today in baptism. It's so cool, and we thank you that we can all be here today to see that. Just bless him and Danica and Bailey too, Lord. Claim this in Jesus' name. Amen. Anyone else want to pray or share a verse or anything for Tim? We're all good? Yeah, bro. Dear Lord, I just thank you for the man that Tim is and his character. I thank you for the step that he's taken today, and I just pray all your blessings on him as he he starts his journey with you today, Lord. 
I just, yeah, I just thank you for Tim and I thank you for this family that he's started as well, Lord. I just pray, yeah, I just pray that you'd be with him and surround him with people that can sharpen him and strengthen him on his journey. Pray this in your name. Amen. Awesome. Cheers, man. Cool. All good. Alrighty. Shot, Tim, with that awesome haircut. Cool. Hey, Mitch, do you want to come on up and share a bit of your story, bro? People can't see you if you're down there, and you're beautiful, bro. Come on up, man. You're good. Come on up. We love you. You're good? Do you want to check your stuff on here? Uh, hey everyone, I'm Mitchell. Um, yeah, I'm just going to share a bit of my story, I guess. I felt that that was what I wanted to say today, so yeah. Um, so yeah, I was blessed to be raised in a Christian family um, in a church community. Um, I became a Christian when I was very young, um, but right up until I left home, um, I was active in my church, but I looked back and sort of realised that I didn't really fully own my own faith. Um, it was, yeah, I was tagging along with my parents' faith, I guess. Um, it's pretty cliche, but cliches are normally true. So, yeah. Um, so when I left home, uh, I had to choose for myself to build my own relationship with God. Um, I took myself to church and joined a life group. Um, I guess I was making slow progress towards my own personal relationship with God. Um, yeah, but along with all the good times, there were challenges that left me doubting if God was real, um, if he listened to me when I prayed, if he answered prayer. Um, and I guess I just reverted back to living those Christian values, um, going to church, listening to worship music, um, but not really seeking a personal relationship with God. Um, yeah, just didn't really read my Bible or study in my own time or pray. And um, when people would ask for prayer, I'd say yes, but inside I would just would be that doubt of, is there a point to this? Um, yeah, um, and I guess as this continued um, in my life, I began to seek mentorship from a friend. Um, and yeah, I guess... Don't really know when, but I just decided to just give God a chance. Um, I needed. I just tried to pray and see if God would reveal Himself to me. Um, yeah, and there were a couple of times I remember that God clearly answered prayers that I prayed. Um, I just want to share one of them. Um, so, um, I was here at church. I was considering being a youth group leader, um, and Craig was leading at the time, so we talked a bit about it. Um, and he just told me a couple of things um, before I went and checked out my first youth night. Um, he said to pray before you go, um, just to ask God, is this right for me? Is this where he wants me to serve? Is this what he wants me to do? Um, and then to reflect when I leave that, is this, did I enjoy it? Did, is this what God wants? Can I see myself being here? Um yeah, so um, as I was leaving, um, I had a text from my boss, um, and pretty much it read, um, so it looks like you're going to be a leader at youth group. Um, <laughs> and I said, um, pretty much potentially, um, I was just checking it out to, yeah, kind of get a feel for it and see if those things were um, were true, if this is where God wanted me. Um, and he texted back and said, uh, hope you do. You'd be great. Parents like us appreciate good input into our kids. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so through this time and these experiences um, started me on a journey of um, trusting God. Um, yeah, praying more, reading my Bible, just, yeah, building that relationship and seeking God for myself. 
Um, and then through the more prayer and the more seeking, I saw more of God in my life and other people's. Um, yes, I can say now that I've got to the point where uh, I believe in God of my own accord, that he is real and true. Um, and this leads me to believe what the Bible says about Jesus, um, that he came to save me and died for my sins. Um, that he loves me unconditionally and wants the best for me. And yeah, to get baptised today is just to show publicly my choice to believe in God and trust in him. Uh, and to share my journey, which has been mostly private, as a testament to God's reality and his work in my life. And I want to glorify him in this. I've just got a couple of verses that have been big for me that I want to share. Um... The first one is uh, James 1, 2 to 4. Um, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may, may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Uh, and then James 1, 12. Um, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Uh, and then one more is uh, Romans 8, 28. Um, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So good. So good, bro. That was awesome, man. All right. All righty. It's good to be back amongst you. Um, we've been away a while, um, and it's just such a privilege to be back for this special occasion. I've got um, one verse that um, kind of really um, thought deeply about. Sorry for those of you who don't know me, Mike Dodd Mitchell's dad. Yeah, because there's some new. Yeah, yeah, some some new faces here. You've yeah, you've grown. Cool, awesome. Um, really simple verse comes at the end of Luke chapter 2. Um, and in one sense, it's just kind of descriptive. It says, And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. And might, you almost might like just go past it and, and not really notice it. Um, it comes at the end of a story where um, Jesus does whatever a young boy does at some point. He shoots off to do his own thing and doesn't tell his mum and dad, and they're freaking out. But that verse just talks about, you know, growing in wisdom. Um, so it's, you know, his intellectual and emotional development. Um, and, you know, you've heard that from Mitchell in the last couple of years. Um, as he's kind of done his studies with the BCITO and had to kind of figure out how to make that work for him. Um, growing in stature, um, some of that happens naturally, you know, physical growth. Um, but then Ross and Marcus have given plenty of opportunity to, to bulk out, um, so much so that... Um, Graham, I think we're going to need some more water. Um, in in favour with, with man, um, just that, um, that social development that you've, you've gone through and, you know, going in the hostel and flatting with people who don't necessarily share the same values as you and kind of coming to terms with that and, and relating to people and growing in that. And then um, in favour with God, which is mostly what we're about today, just recognising the story that you've told us now and... Um, particularly the last couple of years and how you've grown in your faith to the point where you're declaring he is your Lord. and um, Yeah, there's, there's nothing that pleases your mum or I more than that.
see that publicly? I baptize you in the name. We baptize you <laughs> in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> cool. Do you want to say something? Yeah. I'll hold it, so you don't get electrocuted. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm mum of this wonderful young man, and um, Mitchell's a human doing, <laughs> not a human being. He's just never still, and he loves nothing more than being around people and um, hanging out and having fun, and he's such a peacemaker. When I think of Mitchell, I think blessed are the peacemakers. He just wants people to be together and to be happy, and I really love and admire that about him. I think of two things today. I think um, I think of our village, and it's really scary being parents and sending your child off to, to the next stage of life. We are so, so grateful to our village. And um, there are people here that have known Mitchell since the day he was born, literally. And you have loved and encouraged and built him up. And you've continued to do that when he's come back to Hamilton. And we, we're so grateful for all of you as our church community and for our family, our grandparents and aunties and uncles and cousins who love Mitch as much as we do, so thank you for that. And I think of the journey, and we're all on one, and Mitch has been on one, and for us as parents to see him at this point where this is his faith is just so special. And I just want to read some verses from Philippians. Yeah. Hope my fingers can work in the water. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, whoops. So from Philippians chapter 1, Mitchell, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I'm confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about you since I have you in my heart. And um, in Philippians chapter 2, it goes on to say in verse 13, Therefore, my dear friend, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to fulfill his good purpose. And we just wish you God's richest blessing as your journey continues. Thanks. Um, hi, yeah, so I'm Mitchell's little sister, and I just wanted to say something quickly, because I'll probably cry if I talk for too long, so, um, yeah, like, I uh, just wanted to say that growing up, I looked up to you so much, and I was definitely, like, the younger sister who thought her brother was, like, the coolest person in the world, <laughs> so with that being, like, even when you wound me up and stuff like that, it was, you know, um, so in saying that, yeah, I just want to say I'm really excited for you and proud of you, and, yeah, seeing you, like, as the follower of God that you are today makes me look up to you more than ever, so I'm really proud, and I love you. <laughs> A wet hug. All right, bro. Uh, we're just going to come around, come around behind you. Um, Mitch has uh, been, come up, babe, uh, a part of Alfano, um, and he has made himself welcome in Alfadi. Um, and we love that, bro. Uh, we love that we've been able to journey like a ton of life, um, but especially the last like couple of years have been um, good. They've been uh, actually pretty powerful. Um, and your story this morning, um, like I affirm that, bro. I see that God has been on a wild journey with you, um, and He has been faithful and He has been consistent. And uh, this trust that you've come to to place in Him. Uh, is well worth it, bro. And so we just want to encourage that and say, man, we love you. We're here for you. Um, and our door will always be open and our dinner table or just table will always be there for you. Um, we've had many good conversations. And over the last year especially, bro, um, we have seen you slow down. You've always been a real thoughtful person. You've really considered. But we've seen you slow down and really ponder some really big stuff in life. 
Um, and we've done that over food. We've done that with a coffee in hand. Uh, we've done it on walks. And it's just been a beautiful thing, man. And so we just want to say we love you. Um, and we're just really proud of you uh, that it's weird. We kind of feel like parents <laughs> in a way um, to you. Um, yeah, <laughs> uncle and auntie maybe more. Um, we're not trying to take your guys' place. Um, but, bro, I want to share a verse um, in, uh, from uh, second, oh, sorry, second Colossians. That's not a thing. Colossians 2. Um, and it's uh, verse 6 and 7. And I think this captures, one, your story but also what I think um, God is going to continue to do in your life, and it's this. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots go down deep into him, and let your life be built on him. And then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you have been taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. And we just see your heart full of thankfulness and gratitude um, this morning, and we just honor you, bro. We love you, and uh, yeah, God's blessing on you. Eh? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, last person. I'm glad there's no cornrows, bro. I was dreading that. Micah's coming up. He threatened to cornrow the back of his whatever that is. <laughs> is it a haircut? I don't know. We could take a poll. You good, bro? See ya. All right, so I've got a couple of questions for this little man. Um, first of all, I'm excited, bro. Super excited, man. Oh, now I'm going to get emotional. All right, um, people who get baptized are saying they are a follower of Jesus. What does it actually mean? That we are a follower of Jesus. You want to take it? No. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've had an on and off relationship with God um, for many years. And. Um, Put that stake in the ground. That's good. Yeah, shot, man. Real good. Um, number two, how long would you say you've been a disciple or a follower of Jesus? And how do you see this as a core part of your life? For a long, long time. Even when I wasn't following him, he was using me. It's just doing what he wants me to do. That's cool, man. Yeah, because Michael will just randomly ring me and be like, bro, I'm at the gym. Can you start praying for, and I won't say their name, pray for this guy. We're just having this massive talk about God. And I'm like, okay. Like walking around the middle of Wellington and you're ringing. It was awesome. Love you, man. All right, number three. Um, so why do you want to get baptized now? Just been a fight and a calling on me for probably a good six months. Yeah, it's cool, though. And just if I want to be his light, it's yeah. what I need to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah shot, bro. Um, last one. To you personally, what's the best thing about being in a relationship with God? Just hit me having my back all the time. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> just... Yeah, that's it, really. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Shot, bro. Too good. Too good. All right. Joel, come and get this man baptised. Awesome. Without Crocs. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> it's kind of hard to believe that he's my little brother, eh? So, Mike, uh, um, do you... Uh, have Christ as your Lord and Saviour? I do. Cool. Some people, some people got to hold under a bit longer, make sure they really get dunked. We didn't kind of get that distance thing right, eh? Dad said, hold it down there. I made sure I did that.
Right, so I've got one verse, and so for some of you know Mikey, he likes to lift heavy things, um, especially large likes of rock. So um, this is from Isaiah 26, it's verse 4, it says, Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. And you're my rock. So I pray. Father, this guy has um, had an amazing journey, a challenging journey, and he's fought hard over the last few years. It's been amazing to see him just step up and stand into what you've pulled him to do. And we just ask that you would just go before him, that you'd set a really strong path, and he'd know exactly where you are every day. Yeah, I'm Isaac, his, uh, his big brother, one of them. Um, so we worked together at a little plumbing company over the road there, actually. And um, so a couple of years ago, Micah started his journey, as he likes to talk about uh, a lot, his weightlifting. Um, and so I was like, oh, man, I can have this big, strong following. Do any job now? Easy. And, um, yeah, about six months ago, he was making up these big steel portals that we do. And um, he had to come to me and ask me to buy him a crane. He was too heavy. And, yeah, all seriousness, like, it takes a big, yeah, big person to ask for help. <laughs> yeah, when the load's too heavy. So, yeah. Um, the word I've got for you is meekness. Meekness is not weakness, it's power under control. As the writer of this proverb says, he who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. He who rules his spirit than he who captures a city, Proverbs 16.32. So, yeah. Praying for you. <laughs> yeah. Auckland Hospital. I pray the Lord's will be done on you. Not my will, mm. but the Lord's will. And he answered it. Mm. And my verse for you is Psalm 125. It says, Choose who, those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken and endure forever. As the mountains surround us, uh, Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people now and forever. Mm. And the Lord surrounds you, man. Yeah, okay. Father, we just pray for Micah. Father, he's a mountain of a man. He's a mountain for you, Father. Mm. Use him. Yeah. Father, use him. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I might cry. I'm Micah's mum. A mother of five sons, and um, today is a legacy day. You don't know this, a lot of you, but Mitchell is my uncle's great-grandson. And my mum was his sister. And these boys grew up with their grandmother around them. And um, do you know what? Even it goes further than that. My grandparents came out from England and went to a funny little place called Woodville, and at Woodville, they met a family called the Seusteds. And that family took my grandparents under their wing. And my grandparents had nine children. And um, my grandfather was a child who had no parents. And my grandmother came to New Zealand without any um, family here. So they became their family. And um, they took my grandparents to church in Woodville and they loved my grandparents. And, um, and today, the legacy is shown in not one generation but three. So Jake's our grandson, Micah's our son and Mitchell is between Micah and um, Jake. So I want to tell you that family and legacy today is the most important thing. And each one of you need to know. 
that God is the key to a happy family. Nothing else. You can have all the money in the world, but if you haven't got God in your family, you will really struggle. And I hope that if you're here and you don't know him like that, that you will come to know him. That's my prayer for every single person in this room. Cool, show them that. Awesome. Too cool. How groovy. Hey, so worship team, do you want to come up? We're just going to finish with a song. Um, let me pray as you guys are coming up, eh? Um, Etu, let's all stand up. Let's stand up. I'll lead us in a prayer and then we'll have a song together. Pretty cool. Awesome. Let me pray, eh? Yeah, Almighty God, thanks for uh, uh, giving us the privilege and the blessing of seeing these men baptised. Um, man, I'm sure there's a bunch of ladies out there that you are calling to right now that you're saying, hey, you need to make that step too. A bunch of guys that need to take this kind of next step of commitment to you in their life. Can you just keep working with them? Keep journeying with them? Keep reminding them that you love them and you care about them? Um, yeah, but thanks for allowing us to hear their stories, God. We just pray a real blessing over these four men. Hey, keep um, using them. Uh, keep empowering them. Keep guiding them. Yeah, I pray that there's a time in the very near future, God, where we find ourselves sitting back and being like, wow, I cannot believe who Mitch is now, or I cannot believe who Jake is, or oh my gosh, can you see what Tim is doing? Man, did you hear? Micah? Oh my goodness. And we would know it's because they are grounded in you and because they've chosen to really step forward in their relationship with you and your almighty God are empowering and strengthening and guiding them. Yeah, I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.